Hi, and welcome to the Dream Permit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspiring moms and empowering moms to live up to their full potential without viewing motherhood as a hindrance. And I'm your host, Emma. I'm so glad you're here. This episode is sponsored by my signature coaching program, You Unveiled. Do you feel like you've lost your identity to motherhood? Do you have dreams you would like to achieve but you feel you can simply because you're now a mom? Would you like to make extra income utilizing skills and gifts you already possess? If you answered yes to any of the questions, I'd love to chat with you. Let's see if you're a good fit for the program. Book a free call at dreampermit.com slash chat. That is dreampermit.com forward slash chat. Let's get your identity back and make you some money. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the show. Today in the guest chair, I have the founder of Making Moxie, Shauna Amitage. And we will be talking about her journey in motherhood and how she was able to chase her dream. Um, here is a little bio to get you up to speed. Shona is a growth consultant for startups and small businesses, working closely with brand leaders to strategize for impact while guiding them on execution and accountability. She acts as a part-time CMO for brands looking to scale. As a vocal advocate for women in business, Shona is on a mission to redefine what it looks like to be a working woman a mission that has led to the founding of Making Moxie, an online publication and community for female entrepreneurs. She walks on all this while sipping red wine in between road trips with her husband and four kids. So welcome, Shona. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. I'm excited about our conversation. Um, so... I think we could start by you telling the audience about yourself, something that is not included in your bio. Something that's not included in my bio. Kids and entrepreneurship <laughs> and mine, that's, that's how I roll. Um, I definitely got into this business in kind of a roundabout way. I actually went to school to be a teacher and then was too scared to take my teacher test. <laughs> And went back to school to get a degree in professional writing. And as I was writing blogs and landing pages and social media and things for people as a freelancer, it kind of hit me that what I was actually doing was marketing. And then I got mm. to, and, you know, started getting into that place. But my journey as a working woman has been unique because I had my first child when I was 22. And having kids just totally changes. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> My husband and I had a quick start. <laughs> we, were, um, we were working in a restaurant to, together and both dating other people. Um, and we were just friends. And then we found ourselves months later, months after I had moved home from college, he messaged me on Facebook and he said, my cousin's getting married in Maine and you're the only person I know that lives in Maine. You want to come with me? And I was like, sure. We both you know, weren't dating those people anymore. So I went to the wedding with him and we had been together ever since we uh, got 
engaged after six months, and then we were pregnant shortly after. So instead of having a wedding, we had a baby. Oh, wow. (laughs) 22, I became a mom for the first time, and and now I'm about to have my fourth baby. Yeah, I I remember when you mentioned the four kids. I'm like, how does she do it? Four kids. Wow. I have two, and, you know, I've... I, you know, at the beginning, it was hard for me to manage everything. And eventually I cut kind of the hang of it. And that's actually why I started Dream Permit. And now with mm-hmm. two, I'm like, okay, I have this working. And I'm like, four, how do you do four? <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a juggling act, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love my business and I love my kids. And I'm definitely not one of those people that says that you can have it all because I don't believe that. But I definitely love having my version of that. And um, it's it's a, definitely a balancing act between motherhood and having a business. And for me, I've, and I've talked about this before, one of the big things for me was having my kids in daycare. And a lot of people who have their businesses want to work at home so they can be with their kids. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I think that's fantastic. It's just not for me. Um, When it comes to working and being a mom, I want both things to have my full attention, right? I don't want my kids to feel like I'm on my phone or checking my emails when I'm trying to spend time with them. And I certainly don't want my clients thinking that, they're not getting the attention they need because there's little ones running around. Yeah. I know how that can look like, is she really professional? Like what's happening there? (laughs) It does. It calls your, your professionalism into question. And some clients have been cool about it. Really, really amazing. I've had days where my kids have been sick and they're very friendly. So they want to get in on the video chat or they want to talk to whoever mommy's talking to on the computer, which is adorable. Um, and, and the clients have been really sweet about that, but you don't want that to be an all the time thing. And, and you want to be able to give your focus to your kids. So I think moms who work at home are just absolutely superheroes, but I found for myself that I was able to be a better mother when I could do my work during the day and then say, okay, it's four o'clock, it's five o'clock. I'm done. Now the kids have 150% of my attention. I like the way you said that you don't believe in um, moms having it all, but you believe in your own definition of having it all, which is the most important thing. Like, what does that mean to you? That's yeah. why I, I had a, an episode a while back and I you know, addressing this topic. And I was like, you, you have to define what it means to you personally and be okay with that decision. And I'm so glad you're, you know, saying the same things like we're on the same page. <laughs> we are. <laughs> if I'm correct, you have, two businesses is that correct so the making moxie and another um and a marketing agency yeah it is a little bit confusing i'll give you that okay so when i got fired from the digital agency that i was working at about a year and a half ago and um i had left my stable job to work with a friend of mine and then as the business was growing a bit we were really not seeing eye to eye on how to take care of the clients and he was in charge. So he let me go. And that was a really tough time for me. I had always worked for other people. I always say I'm an entrepreneur by accident because I never went out thinking I was going to have my own business. Interesting. Yeah. 
it's, it's a weird way. Usually I feel like entrepreneurs have that entrepreneurial spirit and they're, you know, they're ready to go and, and make a thing of it. And for me, that wasn't the case. I really just landed in this place where it was like, okay, I've got three kids at home. My husband's in the air force. He's about to deploy. I can't go get a job like traditional, you know, go out and get a nine to five job. So if I'm going to do this, I, I have to do this. For myself. Okay. So, so I, I like where this is going. Can we just rewind a little bit? Like, so like so i think maybe let's start from the beginning like when did this so i this is interesting so when and how did making moxie actually start because you're saying you never wanted to be an entrepreneur you knew nothing about it so how did this how did this how did you give birth to this baby how did it start i had been in marketing for years i had worked for a digital agency you know that my friend was running um i had a lot of experience with content development I had worked as an SEO coach. So when he fired me, I knew I didn't want to do something else. I knew that this is what I was good mm-hmm. at and passionate about. And I wanted to keep moving forward with it. So right after he fired me, I had my little cry. And then that was on Friday. And on Monday, I had bought my website, makingmoxie.com. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was not wasting time. You need to have a job. Yeah, you need so, you have mouths to feed. <laughs> exactly. So this was in this was at the end of June 2017. And a friend of mine who I was very close with, she actually worked in that business with me. We sat down, we talked about it. We she's not local, she's in or local to me. I'm in Colorado, she's in St. Louis. Okay. And we sat down on Skype together. We had a glass of wine via Skype, and we just talked it out and she talked me through it and we talked about different possible names for the business and making moxie really came up because I wanted to call my business crave I wanted to have a publication for women because when I was working at that digital agency I was running the online publication it was a marketing publication so while my background is in marketing I'll be honest with you I don't have anything new or interesting to say. I could write blogs about social media and content marketing and, you know, traditional marketing versus inbound. I could do that all day. It's not going to be different. It's not going to be anything unique or, you know, uh, any wow factor. So I decided that instead of going the traditional way and making my blog about marketing, I wanted to make it about women. Women in entrepreneurship and small business owners and a startup life. Because for me, with my husband leaving for a deployment, especially, it was really hitting me that my experience as a female business owner or female entrepreneur was different than Mm. what maybe a man's would be. Mm. Especially because I had kids. Exactly. (laughs) I, I wanted to honor that. And that's what I wanted my content to be about. Yeah, yeah. So, we're so we're so aligned. That's exactly that's exactly similar to Dream Permit. It's like your version of success, your version of chasing your dream is totally different from that of a man's, right? Like mm-hmm. a man will go uh to the office or wherever without thinking, Oh, I have kids or I have to pick them up. Well, on average, so I'm not saying about this is not like a general statement. On average, you the woman are thinking, Oh, where do I keep my kids? Where do I pick them up? Who's the, you know, like there are a lot of things to think to kind of like process in this whole journey. Which is interesting. That's true. Yeah. 
my husband's a great man. He's an amazing father, but it definitely, he doesn't wake up in the morning and think, oh, you know, I can't go to the gym today. I've got to worry about who's dropping off the kids at school. It's just kind of like on autopilot that I do those kinds of things. And it's it's not something that we even ever talked about. It just kind of happened that way. <laughs> so, you know, that's been something in our own relationship where we've backed up and we've actually been like, okay, who's taking the kids to school today? Or who's picking the kids up from school today? Or, you know, you've got dance class this week and I've got a, a late meeting. Um, where a year ago before I started the business, it was really just, that was all my responsibility. It wasn't even something that was discussed. It was just kind of assumed. Yeah. So I think a lot of women have that experience where the, the primary caregiving really lands on their shoulders and it may not be, it may not be something that was decided. It may have just exactly. kind of worked out that way. Yeah. And I feel like some, like, like, like you just said, right. It's only recently that you started like having a conversation about, Oh, okay. Who does this and who does that? I feel because it's assumed many um, moms in particular tend to say, okay, it's my job. And even when you add on more responsibility, instead of you to go, Oh, I think now it's time to share this. You just keep like piling up the workload and that can be very damaging or very like, you know, get exhausted. You can get exhausted quickly. And, um, overwhelmed so yeah so uh, another it, is. it can be really exhausting <laughs> <laughs> yeah another thing you mentioned you said you wanted to name your business making crave that's interesting because when i saw your brand i said so making moxie the first thing that's before reading everything right the first thing i thought was making money but i was like that's not a spelling okay. of money <laughs> like <laughs> so what's she about and then i kept on digging digging and digging and then i was like oh i get it this is like making something of big impact being fierce and i was yeah. like oh I, I resonate with that like that's totally up my alley it has, it has a weird background because i did i wanted it to be crave and my my friend anya who was kind of working through this with me She's like, I get what you mean. You know, crave can mean desire. But ultimately, when I think of crave, I think of food. And people are going to think that you have a food magazine <laughs> and you just can't use it. So I, I was really stuck on it. And she said, no, like, absolutely not. And we we were on Skype together drinking a glass of wine. Each of us had thesaurus.com up. And we're just looking for different words that kind of exemplified what I was trying to get at. And moxie came up. And I think the textbook definition is um, the written determination. Oh. And that just resonated with me so much. And I think of moxie as a very feminine word. I don't know if it was like the 20s or the 50s, but I feel like women who were sassy or outspoken were always kind of described as like, she's got moxie. And it's not a word that we use a lot anymore. And I just, I, I felt like it was a really powerful word. Well, and yeah. I, making moxie, that's what I wanted to do, not just for my business, but that's what I wanted to do for myself. Oh, I think, I think the word they use now is fierce. Is, do you think, is that correct? Yeah. Any word that's associated with Beyonce, I think <laughs> is something that we would ascribe to, to women right now. Yeah, I love her, by the way. So... <laughs> So let's talk about something that I, I, I've been pondering on. 
So you said, you know, you were starting this, um, you were starting your new project, your new business, making Moxie. And you were kind of like pushed, essentially, the way I see this is you were pushed to a tight corner and you had to do something quickly. So you had a lot of things going on. You were fired from the job. Your husband is going on deployment within the next six months. And you have like, you had three kids then, you have four now. But how did you deal with all that? The fear, the doubt, the emotions, like, I mean, there was so much uncertainty. Like, how did you know this was going to work? Why didn't you look for a job? Like, how did you, what did you what was going through your mind when you were making that decision? <laughs> it's interesting that you say, you know, how did you know it was going to work? I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I had no clue. Uh, and it was actually an interesting conversation that came up between my husband and I, because one thing that I said is you know, I want to consult. My strength is really with project management and working with people and determining strategy and he was looking at the fee that I was looking to charge. And he said, honey, who's going to pay that if you're not a digital agency, if you're not doing their blogging and if you're not doing their social media management? And I said, I don't know. So I knew what I wanted to do, but it was really not a proven concept in my mind at the time. I kind of just had to to work at it a little bit to see if somebody would be willing to, to join me. And Funny enough, not too long after I left that agency, or I was fired from that agency, I won't, I won't uh, make that something that it's not. I was fired from that agency. Um, they they closed down. Oh um, wow! I would like clients, to think they weren't treating clients very well. Clients didn't want to stay. I didn't have a non compete, and one of the clients immediately came to me and asked if they if I wanted to work with them. Oh, interesting! So I had my first client just kind of land in my lap after the first month. And that's when I knew that I could really help a company doing the the marketing consulting the way that I wanted to do it. Mm. Interesting. So your clients today are like, toy. Who, who's, who's your target audience? Who are your clients today? I've made a change quite a few times, to be honest with you. Um, Right now, I'm really looking to work with startups, especially female-run startups. And the reason for that is that there's just, there's a different vibe when you're a startup. A lot of startups have funding. They they literally have a point where they can't function anymore if they don't have a certain degree of success in their business. And there's some small business owners and I wanted to work with small business owners originally. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love doing the work with small business owners, but ultimately it can be really hard for them to make a long-term commitment to their marketing because their budgets just don't allow. Yeah. They're not trying to grow at a fast rate. Um, and that, that can be tough. So I found that it's not the best fit for me. So Instead of doing the consulting, I like to do coaching with small business owners. So it's a fixed engagement where we really work out some things that that they they can go and work out on their own. Um, But I found for me, startups were really my my happy place. Okay. So so startups, sorry, I'm just trying to get more information. So startups, do you mean like the zero, ground zero, let's take your idea to something great or do you mean you figured out your idea and you're kind of like making x amount of money or you're kind of like ripe for funding 
or do you do both? I think that it really depends on what their funding looks like and where they're at. Because I could I could easily work with a small business owner who has budgeted for their growth and has funding to work on their marketing. Uh, but usually that is more a thing that startups do. So they have their idea, they pitch it, they get funding. And then when they're in their first, you know, that, that first round of funding, then we start working on their marketing together. So I would say early stage startups, usually they already have their funding before they come to you. Before they come to you. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I like, I like the sound of this. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, since, um, since you're doing all this, this great stuff, how do you cope with, because is that essentially, right? If you have a regular nine to five, you have two jobs. You're a mom and you have your nine to five. And now you're an entrepreneur and you have to do accounting, you have to do sales, you have to do marketing, you have to do ops and ops includes like tech, customer service, and you have to do your motherhood of four kids. How? How, how do you make it all work? Like, I'm just so fascinated and thrilled by all you've achieved. How do you make this work? And can you point out, like, maybe let's do th- two to three things that you think you do that makes the journey easier for you? I remember you said something about daycare, but, like, mm-hmm. can you give us, like, more just because this is just such a huge task. How do you make it? What systems do you have in place to make this all work smoothly? Okay, well, let's start with that. Daycare has been huge for me. Okay. Because one thing that my husband and I discussed in the beginning was how we were going to make this work financially. Because when you start a business, you don't have any income coming in. And it takes time to get to the point where you're profitable. Yes. So when I landed the first client, I didn't make any money for months. Basically, every all the money that came in from that client went to business expenses and mm. child care. Okay. And to us, that was an investment because because the kids were out during the day being cared for, being loved on, being fed, being able to run around and play and be kids. I didn't have to worry about them. And it also gave me the freedom to stick to a nine to five schedule ish and focus on the business. So I was doing things like going to networking meetings and writing blog content and reaching out to companies. And I had all the full work week to do that. Now it's essential to have them in care because I have clients who need my attention. Uh, But those business development things don't go away. That's still part of my, my business is having to work on the business instead of just in it. And I wouldn't have the time and the freedom to do that if the kids were at home with me. We, I wanted to, I knew in the beginning I wanted to make this a full-time company, not just a part-time or a side hustle. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so what else? Daycare so, was big for me. Daycare. Okay. So that's, that's what I was going to say. What I can take care of, like daycare is like huge. So what are that, what are that two things? Can you add to that? Um, the next thing is that I really started learning about what it meant to have my own business. Because like I said, I was an entrepreneur by accident. I was fine being an employee until <laughs> they didn't want me to be their employee anymore. So at that point, I had to figure out what it looked like to have to, to run a business. 
So the very first thing I did was get my website and then I went and I got an LLC. Oh, that's like formal. It is. I wanted my business to be protected. Um, I know that things can go wrong and uh, people can come after you if your business is not protected by the law. And as a freelancer, I had never realized that or thought about that. But again, so many kids at home, you know, you know, if anything goes wrong, you don't want it to come back and, and hurt your family finance. Yes. So <laughs> yes. I got my, I got my LLC. Um, I, I got the traditional like business cards and things like that and started doing a lot of networking. Um, and the other thing that I really learned about was the one thing that made me nervous was accounting and taxes. So mm. the next thing that I did after I protected my business by making it a, like an actual legal business entity was I went and hired an accountant. I didn't actually end up staying with the accountant because I did a lot of research and I realized that a lot of the things that the accountant would do for me, I could do with software online for much less expensive. So yeah, and that's the way to do to keep costs to keep costs down. I still have the accountant for tax season and things like that because taxes are not something that I want to play with. I don't want to mess with that at all. And now yeah. that I'm running the business, I don't have all that much time to learn about how to do it properly. I'd much rather pay a professional to do it. So daycare and then doing all of these like businessy, formal businessy things, like getting the business to be a legal entity, getting an accountant, getting all of those ducks in a row. And then the last thing for me was really networking. Because I'm a service provider, I think yeah. that, yeah. and it's kind of funny coming from me being a, a marketer, but I think that we put too much emphasis on digital marketing in the marketing industry right now, where, you know, if you just blog and social media and you're going to be able to find clients. And I think that's, a little misleading. It takes a lot of work to be visible online, much less to build trust online. And a lot of small business owners don't have the time to wait for those things to happen. So having a strong network behind you is really essential. I started working at a co-working space and I started meeting other business owners. And that's actually where my second client came from. He was looking for someone to help with marketing and he came across me in the co-working space and we connected that way. So just having a strong network of people who refer me or know about my services, things will come up, you know, three or six months after I've actually met someone where it's an opportunity for my business. So really investing my time into people, even if they don't seem like a good fit for a business for my business personally, was uh, really important to my growth. This episode is sponsored by my signature coaching program, You Unveiled. Do you feel like you've lost your identity to motherhood? Do you have dreams you would like to achieve but you feel you can't simply because you're now a mom? Would you like to make extra income utilizing skills and gifts you already possess? 
If you answered yes to any of the questions, I'd love to chat with you. Let's see if you're a good fit for the program. Book a free call at dreampermit.com slash chat. That is dreampermit.com forward slash chat. Let's get your identity back and make you some money. So let's talk, let's talk business right now. So what do you think is easier? Do you think a mom should just go with her regular nine to five? Or do you think it's easier or more fulfilling to kind of have your own business? Like, why is it important for a mom to start a business or have a side hustle? Why is it important? See, that's tough. I don't think there's any right answer because I think it depends on what the mother wants for herself. Because if you want to have your own business, if you want to be your own boss, if you want to have some of the freedom that comes along with running your own business, then that's definitely the way to go. But if you're, say, passionate about helping people, you know, you want to be a nurse or a doctor, that's that's a whole different kind of thing. So it really depends what your goals and your passions are and what you want for yourself as a woman. Hmm. That's, that's, that's interesting. That makes, <laughs> that really, that makes a whole lot of sense because I feel like at the end of the day, it's what fulfills you. Yeah. So you could be, you could have a business, but then feel so exhausted from all the little activities, the accounting, the taxes you mentioned, and everything can just overwhelm you that it doesn't even make sense. Whereby if you actually like this, you will be doing all the stressful work, but still be having fun doing them. And the freedom is such a big um, deal. But but also, I I like I like that you pointed that um, entrepreneurship is not really for everybody. It's just it's just not. find yeah, just find what is at your core, and decide and follow your intuition and your inner being. So thank you for that. Um, so if um, so, for our listeners now, right? What advice can you give a mom that is currently thinking? You know, I I've listened to this conversation. I like your story. I think I want more out of life. There has to be more. So I think the advice should go in two ways. So you have a mom that is currently in a nine to five, or a stay at home mom who thinks I don't have a business at all. Like I'm on, I'm on ground zero. I'm thinking I want to start a business or I want to get a job for a stay out stay at home mom. Or okay, I think we should focus on the business since that's your specialty, right? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give for a mom currently thinking she wants more out of life? There has to be more. I currently have a nine to five where I'm a stay at home mom and I don't have a business. I would like to have a business. Where do I even start? And also for a mom who currently has a side hustle or a full-time business, what she's thinking, I love what I'm doing, but it's not growing. I feel like I'm stuck. How do like marketing is just overwhelming, accounting, everything. Where do I even start from? Like my business is stagnating. What do I do? So these two sets of uh, moms, what advice would you give both um, categories? So for the first mom who just wants to have a business, but doesn't know what to do. My first advice would be really to think about what you're passionate about, because I see a lot of people, especially in these Facebook groups, they're like, I want to work from home. I want to have my own business. Tell me, tell me what jobs I can do from work at home. 
And you have to understand that's not necessarily having your own business. That could be going to work for somebody else. That could be just doing similar work, but just doing it at home. And that's not necessarily freedom. And it's not necessarily going to pay the bills the way that you want it to. I think that we glorify entrepreneurship these days. So a lot of people want to be an entrepreneur before they really want to be a business owner or they have an idea for what they want their business to be. I'm very much an academic. I'm one of those nerdy people that could probably be in school forever. I love reading (laughs) and writing. Um, So the reason that I got into this is because I'm a writer at heart and I liked taking writing jobs. So all those writing jobs led me more into the marketing space. This isn't what I went to school to do. So I would first encourage people, if you think that you want to have a business, don't think about it as having a business. Think about it as how you monetize your passion. So if it's writing, what are what are people's needs for writing? If it's making things, uh, you know, if you're a crafty person, how could you start crafting things that people will actually want to buy? So just instead of coming at it from the perspective of, you know, how do I start a business? You really need to think about what it is that makes you happy that other people will pay for or need. Nice. For the second mom who has the, can you explain to me again? I got lost in that first answer and now I forget what the second mom is. (laughs) So the second mom is pretty much a mom that has a a, a regular nine to five with a side hustle. So she's doing her regular job. She has a side hustle and the third job, which is motherhood and Mm -hmm. uh, or a full time business owner. So she doesn't have a nine to five. She's like with this gig full time. And she's like, um, she's like, I like what I do, but I'm not growing. The money is not coming. What do I do? So if you are a mom with a nine to five and you're doing a side hustle, you really need to ask yourself, is this, is the side hustle a hobby or is it a business? I remember someone saying to me once, you know, if you're not getting paid for it or if you can't make a living off of it, it's just a really expensive hobby. (laughs) Yeah. And I I mean, I had to think about that when it came to my business, you know, do I just like doing this or are people actually going to pay for me to help them? Um, so I think that it's important to really consider because if it's a, if it's a hobby and it just makes you happy to do in your spare time, which is a weird thing. Cause I feel like moms don't get spare time, but if, if it's something that you just enjoy to do for the sake of doing it, then nothing has to change. But if you're not happy with your nine to five, or you want more time with your kids, or you can find a way to create more freedom for yourself, then you need to actually put in more work in finding out if there's a need or a market for it. So you can, you know, separate yourself from the whole nine to five thing. And for moms who are running the businesses and are just completely burnt out between having the business and motherhood, the best advice that I can get, and this probably sounds weird because I think moms take on so much for themselves, but the best advice that I could get or give is to get help. There's going to be parts of your business that you don't like to do, whether it's the accounting or taxes or social media management or sales, whatever piece of it it is, 
take a little cut in your salary and, and have somebody run it for you. I think we get so caught up in trying to be superheroes and trying to do everything that you'll get to the point where you, you don't love what you originally loved about your business because mm. it doesn't fulfill you anymore. So instead of trying to be everything to everybody, work on what you're really good at and delegate tasks. And that could be the same thing with your kids, you know, spend, cook with them and, and go out hiking with them and do the fun things uh, that you love with them. And then maybe, you know, hire someone to clean the house once a week or put them in daycare a couple times a week so you can have more time to, to focus on the business. Delegate out where it makes sense so that you can maintain your passion for what you do. Mm. So you're t- so f- what I hear you say is kind of like investing. You have to invest in delegating certain s- tasks off, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of like free you to do what you're good at. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think especially as freelancers, we kind of have this mindset where you you have to do everything yourself. And when you switch over to being a business owner, you kind of change your mindset that this is a business, not just a freelance gig. It really, it really changes the game. And it's changed for me, not just the way that I look at my business, but the way that I look at motherhood too, because there's stuff that I'm really good at and there's stuff that I have to do but I'm not really good at, or maybe I don't enjoy. And it makes much more sense for me to take a pay cut. You know, all the money that comes into my business, I don't see all of it. You know, I have business expenses and I just prioritize for me what what makes me happy and then delegate out the other stuff to other people who are talented at those aspects of business. Mm. Okay. So another thing I was going to ask is what is your take on investing to get to the next level? So say if you wanted to start a business or if you currently have a business, what's your take on investing to get to the next level? And there are so many gurus out there. Oh, marketing guru, online business guru, product development guru, e-commerce. I mean, everybody is everything. And I know my listeners very well. I mean, they don't want to kiss all the frogs to find the prince. Like it gets expensive pretty quickly. So how, what should the audience be looking out for? How do you find the right person? What should you, what should be a like red flag or, you know? I'm pretty anti-guru myself. Oh, interesting. Um, (laughs) I I think that there's a lot of people out there who have done it. And it's really easy to kind of get caught up in that because we see how successful they are. But the problem is when we look at these people, we don't realize that they've been building this this business of theirs for 10 years already or 15 years. We just see this like big end result where they're really successful. So when it comes to gurus, there's a couple things that come to mind for me. There's a lot of free content out there. Okay. So I always suggest people eat up the free content as much as they can and that they don't take guru advice exactly at face value because when the guru was building their business five, 10 years ago, the digital landscape looked different. The way that we interacted online looked different. So however they were able to build, you may not be able to build that way today, or it may not be a great fit for your business model. 
So Mm. gurus have a lot of great business advice. What you need to be able to do is not to follow it blindly, but look at the advice and say, okay, what gems from this can I pick that I can then implement in my business? So instead of doing exactly the way they did it, how can I be inspired by them to do something like they did, but maybe a little bit differently that sets me apart or is a better fit for my industry or, you know, with the algorithms or how people engage online now. So I think it's hard. The gurus are the gurus because they, they did the work to get where they had to go. So it's really easy to be in awe of them, but especially for small business owners, buying their courses or their coaching be really expensive. And I don't think that the success rates are all that high, mostly because it's not about the guru's plan. It's about what you put into it or what you take out of it. So your success is really going to be more about the plan that you put together for yourself that was maybe inspired by them than following their exact roadmap. Mm, interesting interesting that's that's a good way to think about it because i mean like the landscapes were probably different imagine someone that has a huge business now right mm-hmm. and think back to 2008 we didn't have i don't think we had like um live facebook live and all of that right so imagine you trying to use of course blogging still works but not as much as facebook live now or like live streaming in general not just facebook right so that actually makes sense just like pick the good stuff pick and choose essentially right that's what you're saying pick and choose what works in your industry at this time for you that's perfect that's perfect and that's a perfect way to round up the show so thank you so much shauna um so so if a mom is listening to this conversation now i'm going i want to continue this conversation with shauna i want to reach out to her how can how can they reach out to you? The website is makingmoxie.com and that's M-O-X-I-E. And anybody can reach me at Shauna at makingmoxie.com. I always welcome emails. I, I love to talk to people. So that's always a good way to connect with me directly. And thank you so much again for um, being a guest on the show. It was such an interesting and inspiring conversation. Thanks for having me, Emma. It was a lot of fun. Did you like this episode? If you did, I would love you to do just two things. One, share it with a friend, another mom who you think will benefit from this episode. There's love in sharing. And two, I would love to get to know you better. Let's chat. Book a free call at dreampermit.com chat. Or you can send an email to emma at dreampermit.com. That is E-M-M-A at dreampermit.com. I'll be waiting for your calls and emails. And until next time, stay fabulously gorgeous. And remember, motherhood is not a hindrance. It's an advantage.